Well, good morning and welcome to Around the House. Hope you're enjoying this nice, calm morning that we have out there this morning. Uh, grab yourself a nice little cup of coffee, hit the porch, hit the patio. You know, it's pretty comfortable right now. Pretty comfortable. It's supposed to be uh, fairly decent today, which is good. We've had a little bit of rain the past few days. Hope you have fared well. And unfortunately, uh, I spoke with a a customer of ours last night who unfortunately took one of those lightning hits. So, um, any right, good morning to you. Welcome to the show. I am Scott Brokamp, founder and co-owner of His Security and Technology, locally owned and operated right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, uh, well, if you listened last week, you really got a kind of a peek into my world. And, well, you know just how much of a blessed man I am. My beautiful girls and family were on the show last weekend and uh well it was quite interesting to say the least but uh you can always catch that on podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast you can simply search for around the house with scott brokamp so uh what are you doing this weekend there's always something fun to do in the beautiful world of east tennessee but um well it's christmas in july tonight at smoky stadium Christmas in July is still just a thing. I just don't get it. Anyway, uh, Santa will be there along with ice sculptures and Christmas-themed entertainment. First pitch is at 7 p.m. versus the Mississippi Braves. Game temp, uh, game time temp will be just about a balmy 79 degrees. Well, if snakes and lizards are your thing, you probably want to go to the Repticon at the Jacobs Billing in Chilhawee Park. Go learn about reptiles and other exotic pets. The events run from 9 to 4 today and tomorrow. Or you could take in a Shakespearean comedy tonight at Imes Nature Center. The Tennessee Stage Company presents The Taming of the Shrew. Tonight at 7.30, doors open at 7. At Again, that is at Imes Nature Center. For more details and tickets, or just to find something else for you and your family to do this weekend, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. Well, believe it or not, the first day of school in Knox County is just 17 days away. If you're looking for a little late summer family fun or a mini vacation, we've got you covered today. There are all kinds of things to do around East Tennessee, and one of the most popular attractions this time of year, of course, is Dollywood Splash Country. Joining me this morning from Splash Country and Dollywood is Josh Sauer. Good morning, Josh. Morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh how's the season been for y'all out at dollywood this year well man you know it's been a bit of an odd summer when you take all things considered i think june was one of the lowest temperature junes we've uh, ever had or yeah. at least that i can remember growing up here uh and then i can't think of a day in july that stayed completely dry so uh we we fought that but it's been you know stuff like that man it, it makes the mountains beautiful uh being able mm. to drive in in the mornings and see the smoke roll off the hills is always a great way to start your day it isn't it though i mean it, that's one of the things that i like coming down here in the mornings on saturday is on a nice clear day that beautiful sunrise coming up you can see the peak of the mountains rolling around it's absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, you know, uh, the big thing this year at Dollywood was the release of the new coaster. Yeah, just one of the big things, man. We we got another one coming down the way that I'm sure we'll talk about. But Big Bear Mountain uh, was able to open up just in time for summer. It, it's been running since early May. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a phenomenal ride. If you've not been up there to ride it, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. 
Uh, I always tell people, uh, you know, we, we go through these explanations all the time. So instead of using all the professional terms for the ride, I, I tell everybody it's a dinner table attraction. So if you are able to sit down at the dinner table, you're able to enjoy this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's got a height requirement of 39 inches, which my four-year-old nephew uh, mm-hmm. hits, which is kind of incredible. Uh, and then it's not intense enough to scare anyone away or draw anyone away from the ride. So he's able to ride that with my mother and my grandfather. So he rides that coaster with his great grandfather. Wow. Everyone that's able to sit at that dining, at that dining room table is able to enjoy the attraction. It's incredible. Well, and I can tell you, and I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners this morning who can relate, but uh, I, I was able to experience the new coaster. And uh, I'm going to tell you, man, it was nice. It was, uh, I mean, I'm a technology guy, right? So just some of the new technology is you hit some of those platforms and get that jet propulsion rolling through there. Uh, it was nice. And, but like you said, it, it's, it's family friendly. Uh, my whole entire family wrote it. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show started. My kids have really kind of come on to experiencing roller coasters in a different way. And, my littlest one, she she'll fight through those fears a little bit, and she'll go try it. And you know, everybody loved it. So uh, we were ready to go. Honestly, go wait in line again. <laughs> and uh, you know, hey, that's what happens, right? Every time you get the new attractions, it, it's popular. Everybody wants to go check it out. And uh, I, and I'm just going to tell you, from somebody who waited through the line, uh, it wasn't really that bad. No, not at all. And in that ride too. So uh, we wanted to create an experience where waiting in line was part of your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've not been up to Wildwood Grove since 2019, the area is highly themed uh, yeah. and it follows the story of discovery. Uh, so we took that story and added a new character to the land, uh, Ned Oakley. And mm-hmm. so you get to yeah. go through uh, a Ned Oakley's uh encampment right so yeah, he, he's yeah. built uh some tents out front and he's he's trying to go and find this big bear uh and so you're able to see his obsession uh and and fanaticism with his uh with his journey and so it's really cool to go through it there's a ton of easter eggs uh for people who had a hand in the ride uh and just people in the town as a whole mm-hmm. so there's easter eggs for family members uh and uh you know Sevier county may be one of the biggest tourist destinations in the country at this point, but uh, it's still very, very small town. And so we get to pay homage to a lot of people in that line. And it, it's one of it's one of my favorite things you get to go through, especially at night when it's lit up only by the lanterns in the ceiling. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. uh, and it, it's kind of incredible. It really is. It has, a, it has that feeling uh, that you want to get when you enter a theme it, park. It, it, it was, you know, again, I mean, first time going through it. So obviously you're always checking stuff out. And uh, But it was. It was cool to kind of look through the journey of Nate Oakley and, and go through and just see some of the artifacts that are in there in those little, uh, the little tent areas as you kind of make your way through the line. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was very much so enjoyable. So listen, if you're listening and you have not been out to Dollywood at all recently, uh, go check it out and make sure you get on, get in line and go ride to big bear mountain. Cause it was, it really is cool. It is a really cool coaster, a great concept. It it's just it's an enjoyable ride. There's you know there's a couple twists and turns. It's a little adventurous, 
but it's not crazy like you said if, if you can make it to the dinner table it's a it's a ride that you can encounter so hey we are going to take a short break if you've got questions uh for josh about dollywood splash country um any of that good stuff give us a call shoot us a text 865-656-8255 that's 865-656-8255 this is around the house with scott brokamp on news talk 98.7 woki welcome back to around the house I am hanging out this morning with Josh Sauer of Dollywood. And, uh, well, you know, if you got questions about things happening at Dollywood and Spice Country, now would be a great time for you to, uh, we'll call and ask Josh because he's got the answers. 865-656-8255. Of course, if you need to know anything about Dollywood, you can find them at dollywood.com. Or you can call 1-800-DOLLYWOOD. I mean, let's face it. If you're listening, you know about Dollywood. We all know about Dollywood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And, and of course, you know, Dolly herself is such an iconic uh, figure for our area. Such an amazing woman. So um, it's hot out, man. And I, I know there's probably many families that are like mine right now. We are trying to figure out. What's that last minute thing we can do with our kids before school starts? Uh, and well, unfortunately, in my family, we were like, you know, we should have, we should have, we should have. So uh, we're going to take advantage of those uh, season passes that we have. And uh, hopefully we plan to make a trip over to Splash Country, hopefully tomorrow morning. So um, what's new in the world of Splash Country? Uh, for this year, we added uh, some new food locations uh, and some extra shaded areas. So, uh, as you said, man, it's uh, it's pretty hot out there, and we uh, we don't want that to overtake your experience. So, uh, we had some small improvements over at the park this year, um, and we actually just recently uh, is super exciting for us. We added some extra days. Mm. So it always bugged me, uh, you know. I don't know about you, but August is just as hot as July for me, right? Yeah, if not hotter. So then I, it gets to be August, and I'm like, why Why can't I step over to the water park? Because you know, when my work day's over, I may want to cool off, right? right. Maybe a little selfish, but uh, that's what I want to do. So we were able to just add uh, some new days in August, uh, five new days in August, and uh, two days in September. So uh, really exciting to be able to put that on the calendar. And they now are going to go through operations through September 17th, which is just incredible. Wow incredible now it'll go through uh it'll go through august 13th as a weekly opera or a daily operation and then it'll move to a, a weekend operation after that okay so uh, and that's after august 13th yes yeah so it's daily through august 13th and then it'll go uh that week of august 13th it'll be open on tuesday thursday and then it's fully open on weekends uh through the third weekend in september well in you know i mean being that you you are a travel destination. You are a hot spot for travel. Look, not everybody starts school back right at the beginning of August. I remember growing up as a kid uh, in central Illinois, and we didn't go back to school. My my mother's birthday is in late August, August 26th. And so we usually didn't go back to school until that last week of August. 
So there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of last minute vacations that are happening, oh, uh, yeah. keeping y'all hopping, I'm sure. And it feels like here, like school gets, it gets earlier and earlier every year, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, uh, they do have to stay in longer than we do, I will say. Mm-hmm. So I think they're in school until about mid June. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, my wife is a first grade teacher. She got out on on May 18th of this year, and I think uh, I think that may have been the happiest day of her year so far. <laughs> well, but you're right, you know, and they do. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, the weather differences it, it it's just a little different, uh, different different ideas, different things to to plan for those families and and for those kids. So, um, you know, let's face it, Spice Country. How long has it actually been in existence? At the park, so it's in its twenty third season right now. It's real easy. Uh, Two thousand was the was the year it started, so you can just count it up from there. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's for its... simple guys like me who <laughs> math is not my thing, right? Oh yeah, well I still I do the subtraction, so I still write out twenty twenty three minus two thousand <laughs> to figure it out, just to be safe. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been there, uh, you know, twenty three years now, and uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's it's, it's won awards for um, its scenery that it has in terms of a water park. Uh, typically they're concrete jungles, right? Mm. Uh, and when they built this park back in the 70s, or I'm sorry, when they built this park back in the 2000s, uh, they uh, wanted to put an emphasis on keeping the beauty of the Smoky Mountains, right? So right. Smoky the the Smoky Mountain holler and foothills are right on the edge of the property. Mm. So whenever they went to go and clear that land for the water park, they actually kept 70% of the vegetation through the process. Wow. So when you wind through that park in that entryway especially, mm. um, you're covered by trees mm-hmm. uh, you're mm-hmm. covered by the forest and you really feel like you're part of that ambiance and environment yeah. uh and that overall theme of I, I like to think of splash country as river ratting right it's like if a river rat built a water park <laughs> this is what it would look like uh and so you kind of are engrossed in that in that theme right on the way in and it's just absolutely stunning well it, it, i mean it is it's always enjoyable i mean and there's there's stuff for all ages which is cool mm-hmm. uh you know you can, I mean, I'm just, look, I, I, I like the lazy river, man. I mean, it's just my favorite, right? <laughs> Throw me in a tube and let me just go float. I, oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, and I'm not going to float very well on my own. <laughs> we have uh, 13 slides and attractions uh, on a 35-acre campus. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we were able to add in last year, so we did an, an addition to Little Creek Falls which was an area that uh, most kids remember mm-hmm. as kind of your starter area. Yeah. Most parents probably remember as the loud area of the park, right? Uh, and it had a it had a water playground on there, and uh, you know one of the small bucket drops and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were looking at uh, renovations for the area, we wanted to create an environment that was able to be accessed not only by toddlers. Um, and even parents, you know, with a one-year-old that down to that size, but also all guests with uh, different accessibility needs. Mm, uh, so, right. you know, you when you think about a water park, it, it can be very challenging for a, a number of guests. Mm. Uh, so we wanted to make an area that ensured that all guests to the site were able to have something to enjoy. Um, and I was, I was just there last weekend with my family, uh, and I have... Uh, I, I let my brothers and sisters have the kids currently. Uh, I don't know if my mom agrees with that strategy, but uh, so we, I got nieces and nephews that are, that I'm with and uh, we have them at two years old and three years old. And it's just great to watch them have an area where they are completely 
comfortable mm-hmm. in and yeah. that they can, you know, completely control uh, and not be, you know, that water can be a little scary and, and yeah. to not, not be, have that, that fear factor for them was awesome to see. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it can, right. And, and it's, I know even with us, when my little one, uh, her first experience out there, you know, it was a great way for us to kind of get her indoctrinated into some of the different things that you experience with water, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you get a little flow, you get, you know, so all kinds of different things that uh, I, I know was really appreciative on our family as taking our little ones out there. Uh, it was uh, honestly one of the very first times that big sister really kind of got the opportunity to take little sister and kind of be babysitter, big sister, uh, because in that area as well, right. I mean, you can, we can be a little standoffish as parents and let the kids kind of go and have some fun. Uh, and, and so it, one of the memories I have is that is being in that, that little pool area, the, the, the small slides for the small kids mm-hmm. and big sister took her little sister and me and my wife were able to kind of sit back off to the side and watch. And, and it was really cool because it was, that was a, a fundamental moment for right. our family. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. well, let's face it. Those are the kinds of experiences that we have at, at Dollywood and the parks and the resorts. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, that's, that's usually the intent, right? It, it's, it's family friendly. We want to create these lifelong experiences with our families and, uh, and, and you guys do such an amazing job of just providing that atmosphere to do that. Yeah. And so uh, I guess with that, I just say, thank you. No, I mean, uh, I, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, that's exactly why it's here, you know. Uh, we talk all the time, so we have a slogan uh, that it's it's create memories worth repeating, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 it goes so much deeper than that. Um, when we talk about all of the things, like uh, what I always tell people is, I don't know what I got for Christmas when I was ten years old, but I went to Dollywood six times, and it was the first time that I got to ride Tennessee Tornado, <laughs> and I know that, right? right? That's in my head. And and so when we look at all of these family experiences and, and stuff that you have like that, there's not many water parks that you can have an area that's geared towards one to three year olds, mm-hmm. an area geared towards three to six year olds, and an area geared towards seven to ten year olds. Mm-hmm. You have all of those areas inside the park. You have Little Creek Falls, the Cascades, you have Bear Mountain Fire Tower, and then you have these slides and attractions that we've got, like you have Fire Tower Falls that is for the daredevil in your family. <laughs> And it looms over all of these things. You have uh, you have River Rush, which is an incredible water coaster. Uh, you have Slick Rock Racer and some body mat slides that you can get some real speed going down, right? And so we have this combination where uh, you can watch as as someone ages into mm. each area. They I, I call them our stair stepper attractions, right? And then one day you'll be bold enough to climb all of the stairs up to Fire Tower Falls, right? And, and it's just it's it's awesome to see. <laughs> Uh, and we get uh, we'll get letters and messages all the time from families who you know this is the first year that we got to do this or you know my son my daughter was finally at you know 42 inches so they get to experience everything they can experience or you know they're in this tier of, of attraction uh, and that's awesome to see man and it's just great and it's so it's wonderful to hear your story and it's wonderful to hear you know how that impacts families because that's why it's built yeah. right uh, yeah. it, truthfully. That, that's why Dolly brought this to the area. Yeah. No, I, I mean, absolutely. And uh, it, 
to me, one of the, the greatest things about enjoying the attractions are we get to go as a family and do it. And, and so, cause so many times we, we just, we miss out on those things. Um, Hey, listen, if you've got an amazing Dollywood splash country experience that you want to share with us this morning, we'd love to hear about it. I guarantee you, Josh would love to hear about it. Give us a call. Shoot us a text 865-656-8255, or you can call toll free at 1-800-951-8255. Josh, one last thing about Splash Country. You, there's something really special about the safety of those uh, super duper lifeguards out there. Absolutely, I I can't do anything talking about Splash Country without bragging on these lifeguards. They are world renowned uh, and have become a bit of an example in the U.S. for how a water park should operate. So they uh, won both the Splash Country and the Dream War Resort uh, pool staff. They were recognized by Ellison Associates, which is a third-party company that uh, recognizes more than a thousand institutions worldwide, uh, pool facilities, water park facilities, et cetera. They were recognized as platinum winners for their International Safety Award, which is wow. the highest accolation that you can receive. Less than ten percent of their properties are able to achieve this, hmm. uh, and we've gotten it in back-to-back years for for the water park. Uh, so a lot of people, one of the questions we get when you come to the park, you'll see. Uh, the the lifeguards nod constantly, right? Uh, and so people often think like, okay, maybe this guy's trying to give me a what's up look. But <laughs> what, what what's really happening is they're scanning the water uh, constantly. They must have the best neck muscles in the world because they do it on a on a daily basis, hourly basis. They never stop, and they're just so attentive. Uh, mm-hmm. They get uh, they get checked uh, almost weekly. They have blind checks come in to try to catch them and see mm-hmm. if they're still up to standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they every year produce and produce and and having that safety aspect into a water park, knowing that you're going to a place that is taken care of and and that is attentive to you and your children and your family members and friends, it's really important. We can't stress that enough. Yeah, no, it is. And and I mean, I when I was in high school, I I had the opportunity to take uh, take a lifeguard class and and be a lifeguard, and and it was cool. It was fun, right? But when you go and watch the team, because I mean that's what it is. I mean this is an amazing team, because you'll see them. They walk around as they they have some of those cues that they do so that they can obviously make sure that they're doing their checks properly. But just the communication amongst them in the staff, as I mean you you can't not recognize it. You know what I mean? I mean if you go to Splash Country, you're going to notice and see how attentive and just how much communication is between the staff of the lifeguards out there at Splash Country. And that's, you know, like I said, you just can't, you can't do enough to ensure the safety of, of our guests. And, and with little kids like I have, you know, that's, that's an important value for us to uh, always be mindful of coming out there. So we are going to take a short break and we're going to come back and continue speaking with Josh and uh, well, well, we'll see what else is in store. Figure out what's happening in, in Dolly's world out that way. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We'd love to hear from you. 865-656-8255. This is Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Uh. 
you know, speaking of wholesome and family, that's what I think about when I hear that whistling. Just, you know, I, I mean, I remember uh, uh, my predecessor from the show, Dawn Steimer, which I know everybody listening knows. And uh, she would always talk about how when she worked with her father, how he would whistle whistle tunes and uh, my dad would uh, my dad would hum a little bit. So it's kind of cool. Hey, Riley, you uh, when was the last time you were at Dollywood? Last October. So uh, it's been a minute. You have not been able to experience Big Bear Mountain. I have not. I really want to go. So I definitely want to experience it soon. Telling you, Riley's got it figured out though. He says I'm going to go when it's cooler. I, oh, I'm that's telling you, yeah. Going to fall with the uh, the food pass thing too. That's why mm. we went. Yeah, yes. pumpkin whoopie pies coming back this year. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, there is something for everyone at Dollywood, right? So, well, speaking of something for everyone, uh, the Smoky Mountain Summer Celebration is uh rocking and rolling how how much longer is that gonna continue on it's only going through august 6th okay so i think that actually lines up with knox county going back to school i think they go back on this on the 7th but i'm not positive so yeah not not much longer man not much longer well uh any special new attractions this year for the celebration of summer so we have a lot of returning and enhancements uh cool. for this year so uh, one of the, the, the show that we always got to talk about is in uh, DP Celebrity Theater right now. It's the Gazillion Bubble Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say gazillion, I, I mean it. <laughs> you might be a few short. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, listen, you'll you'll leave there coming out smelling like dawn for sure. The bubbles that come out of there are absolutely incredible. It's a, it's a show from a, a world record holder. His name is Denny Yang. Uh, and he comes from a uh, long lineage of bubble blowers. Uh and uh, so his family has kind of uh, pioneered that form of entertainment. Uh, and the show is absolutely um, inspiring. And I, and I know you're thinking, what is this guy talking about with all these bubbles? But it's true. It, it really is true. It's a 45-minute show, and he will uh, blow bubbles the size of small trucks. He will uh, uh, create images out of them. He'll uh, you know build stories using these as, as the pathways for a story. And it really is a great connection, uh, and it's something that, um, I, I, you know, it, it's like watching a blockbuster movie in a mm-hmm. theater. When 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 you watch a movie in a theater, and the and the big moment happens, and the music rises up, and you see everyone have that reaction in the theater. The same thing happens at this show mm-hmm. when he starts to produce all of these bubbles and blow them out into the audience. Mm-hmm. You see kids and adults, you know, from five to fifty-five, get up. And they're trying to pop as many as they can, and they're interacting, and you know they they have their own little side competitions to see how many they can get to, uh, and it's it's such a cool experience. It's another thing that's enjoyed by everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it forces you to to bring out the kid in yourself, uh, and, and I think that the kids in the audience always enhance that experience. It, I mean, always, and and I it, it is one of those that if you have never experienced it, if you've never seen it, you've got to go do it. Yes. I mean, it is, it really is just simply amazing. It just is. Uh, I know the first time I went, I was just looking for a little air conditioning. <laughs> right? Understandable. And, uh, but man, I was, I mean, I was just blown away of, of how amazing that the show was. You know, I mean, we, 
seen things on TV or whatnot about, you know, these awesome, cool, big bubbles and what people have been able to do. And But just to see this actual show be a show, right? Because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, it's not, it, it's a story. It's a storyline that builds up all the way from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it is, it is amazing. So if you haven't checked it out, you need to go check it out. But you better do it quick. <laughs> you better do it quick. So I got to tell you. Um, it, and so one of the things, obviously, you guys are uh, well. You're you're pretty much known for now is the the drone light show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We were one of uh, we were one of the first parks in America to have that on a nightly basis uh, for a portion of our year. So we actually brought that in uh, when I started. So I started in 2021. So this is the third year of us doing the drones. Uh, we've grown the size and number of the drones each year. Uh, and we have some uh, some new scenes in the show this year that are some of my favorites. So if you've not come, uh, we do Sweet Summer Nights, and that starts at 9.30 every night. Uh, we uh, host up in Wildwood Grove a dance party that starts at 8.45, which is really great and interactive with the kids. And then uh, we shoot off fireworks at the start of our nighttime show. And then after the fireworks go off, we bring those down. And then we bring up, uh, I believe it's over 500 this year now. It, mm. it keeps getting more and more. Wow. Uh, we bring up over 500 drones. And then they do a synced up light performance uh, to some music. And uh, it's very summer focused. You know, summer road trip is, is the theme of Dollywood during uh, June and July. Um, but it's also got those Dolly and Dollywood touches, right? Mm-hmm. We do a, a lot of scenes with the mountains, and and we build these 3D landscapes. And if you've never seen a drone show before, um, they are the future. I mean, they're right. incredible. They they absolutely take your breath away. Uh, but we're able to build these 3D show scenes and kind of showcase that in the nice guy. And then after those run for a little bit, we'll bring the drones down and we bring back up the fireworks for a grand finale. Uh, and it's it's an incredible thing to see, uh, and it's something that is just, you know, we were talking about tech earlier. I will never understand how it is able to happen. <laughs> I've, I've sat and watched the drones take off. I've been in the area, and it's, you know, I just shake my head at it. I say, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to figure it out, though. It, it, uh, it- I have I have not experienced. I, one time, I experienced a small drone show, and... Um, my level of interest was was really peaked. I wanted to know how, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I didn't didn't get to find out. And well, quite frankly, I haven't dove back into it any deeper. But it made me think about back many a years ago. I used to work with uh, I used to work with a guy who was a pyrotechnic. So uh, he would make his own fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I learned a lot about doing that. I actually, was certified to shoot fireworks. And, and so learned about how to plan a fireworks show and much like the drone show, just like with the fireworks show, a lot of this stuff is electronically initiated so that you can keep time so that you can keep things going and have the show, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's all about the showmanship. And, uh, so I always, you you know, my brain, I wanted to kind of figure out how to tie those things together. So (laughs) sorry, sorry, I digress a little bit. That's what happens when you get old. You just do that a lot, uh, <laughs> but that's the problem. That's why I haven't 
experience the drone show because 845 you are embarking on my bedtime <laughs> um but uh you know it but honestly uh, i was telling you during the break even when we took our disney trip with our family we never made it long enough to experience the fireworks show which is obviously amazing and i think the one night that we probably had an opportunity they didn't do it because they had something else going on and i don't recall what the scenario was but uh i'm just gonna tell you when we like our family when we went to disney we were there in the morning and we just it was go 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 and by the time it got dark we were all ready to just hit it we were were done wiped out those dollywood days man they can be draining they they really can I always tell people, you know, try to, if you're coming local from Knoxville, get in there a little late. You know, that park is open late right now. You can enjoy it late. You know, hopefully your church starts later on Sundays that you can get to it then. But uh, you need to come and see it. Uh, And it's, it takes so much uh, inspiration from the area. Uh, One of my favorite things that they've done this year, you know, we had the I Will Always Love You celebration Mm, uh, in in honor of of 50 years of Dolly writing that song. Mm. And we didn't want that celebration to end. Uh, being able to, you know, give her a claim and, and you mm-hmm. know, feel like we were the ones patting her on the back felt really special for yeah. us. So we have now brought that uh, into the drone show. Oh, wow. So there's a scene where uh, a group of drones form a, form a hand with a pen. And then in her handwriting will write, I will always love you across the night sky. And it's all in tune to that song. So oh it's my. it's the last it's the last verse it's in that slow verse and it writes it as it's said and it the the goosebumps that that gives you knowing that that is a moment that set us on the path mm-hmm. that we are on in the Smoky Mountain area is uh it's so incredible and uh and then of course we have Whitney, Whitney Houston belted at the end so you know wow yeah you got to bring the old with the new got old with the new well it, you know i mean let's face it just uh, what Dolly herself means to our area. Um, but more than that, it's what she does and what she provides into our communities. I mean, you know, Imagination Library was, I mean, it's a phenomenal thing. Like, we we enjoyed it here, and you know, I know it's expanded now, but I had family who are like, you know, we were sending them books because they couldn't get in the program, you know? So yeah. just... So many amazing things, such just, I, I mean, just such an amazing woman. Uh, I think everybody here loves Dolly at a completely different level than probably other people across the, the country because of what she gives back to our community. Absolutely. Uh, and she does that obviously through herself, but through our, her organizations, through Dollywood, uh, and and the list is is pretty much endless so um but speaking of dolly we're going to take a short break but when we come back we're going to talk about well some of dolly's latest and greatest that has uh graced the beautiful smoky mountains and uh help you learn a little bit about it again if you've got questions give us a call shoot us a text 865-656-8255 we'll be right back here on around the house on news talk 98.7 woki Welcome back to Around the House. 
I'm your host, Scott Brokamp, and we have been speaking this morning with Josh Sauer of Dollywood, uh, Dollywood Splash Country. So listen, if you're looking for a last minute something to do before school starts, there's still plenty of time. Dollywood is rocking and rolling. Splash Country is still open. Um, every uh, both the both of the facilities are running at full schedules, so you have plenty of time to go and get you a little extra enjoyment before the kids get back in school. So, um, well, Josh, you know, Dream More opened up. What's it been? Five years. More than that, it opened up in 2015. Holy moly. Okay. So how time flies. Um, 20. Holy <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and and obviously, that's been an amazing attraction. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had the opportunity to stay there. We've had our state association has had some events there. It's an amazing, amazing place. Um, but Dolly, as Dolly does had to i guess uh you know one up herself we we've been hearing about it for quite some time the heart song lodge and resort um and we're you guys are actually booking oh yeah oh yeah um you know we we call dolly our dreamer in chief and sometimes uh she uh talks in some checks that we can't necessarily cash in but we were able to cash in this one and it's going to be a special place <laughs> Uh, so Heart Song Laundry Resort, you can uh, start your bookings online. So go to Dollywood.com, check those out. So we are opening up more rooms every day. Uh, so you may go in there and it says book today and then open tomorrow. So be sure if, if you want to stay up there this fall and this Christmas, uh, be sure to keep your eye out on that. So November 3rd is the earliest date that you can book. Hmm. Um, and the, the entire area, so uh, the best way to explain it, Dream More Resort is dolly inviting you into her home in nashville that is where the inspiration comes from that is where the design and architecture comes from dollywood's heart song lodge and resort opening this uh this year is dolly's smoky mountain getaway so this is what she views uh what she takes in in her own relaxation um it's directly inspired by elements of her upbringing in the area uh, and it's much more so of that lodge aspect of the Smoky Mountains. So you have the the Nashville, a bit of that glitz and glamour of her of her early days into the music business at Dreammore, and then you have a Heart Song Lodge and Resort, which is which is a great uh, a great getaway and and a Smoky Mountain inspired home for mm-hmm. Dolly. Uh, so it's really special, and and the construction is just flying. I mean, I've I've never seen anything built the way this has been built uh, is such a massive structure. Mm-hmm. So 302 total rooms, uh, 26,000 square feet of conventional meeting space. Mm-hmm. It'll have, uh, merchandise locations. It'll have, uh, grab and go food services. It'll have a lounge area and a full service restaurant in there as well. Uh, and then we haven't even gotten outside yet. So it, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> so, uh, what do we got outside? So we have outside, a, if you've stayed at Dream More Resort and Spa, you know you have the pool, mm-hmm. and you have, uh, behind the pool, you have that fire pit area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, iconic aspects of Dream More is that they do s'mores every night, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that, it's, it's just a cool thing that to, to be doing. You have s'mores every night. So we've actually moved that fire pit closer in. Um, and when you walk into this lobby, and I'm sure it'll be 
Mark my words. Come October, you're going to see this shot. You're going to think of me. You're going to say, he told me this is going to be this pretty. <laughs> when you walk into that main lobby, uh, we have some, we call them lantern-inspired windows. They're four stories tall, and they open up right onto a hillside. But that hillside is uh, about a football field away, and in between you and that football field is a large fire pit that's right in front of these mirrors and windows. And then our pool setting with some rock features and, and some different items. And then we'll have a hillside playground, a, a hot tub, and a splash pad area for the kids. And you see all of it. And it's all ground level right in front of you. And then it just rises up into the valley. It, it is gorgeous. Absolutely. I mean, takes your breath away when you walk in. That, uh, that sounds pretty amazing. I, I I am so, so excited for this project. Almost as excited as Dolly was with the first time she saw the renderings, but it, it's um, I got to go uh, and walk the, through the area, I guess about two or three weeks ago, um, and it looked this good. Still being a working construction mm-hmm. site, right? Yeah, you know, it, it looked this good when they're still uh, you know spackling up the fireplace. <laughs> so I can't I can't even uh, picture what it's going to be like when it's all said and done. Mm. Sounds spectacular. It really does, uh, Josh. We we're about out of time, but before we go, if there was one thing that you would encourage our listeners today to encounter this season before summer ends, what would it be? Try something new. Try something new. We have uh, we have a lot of people, uh, and especially with Big Bear Mountain, we get this a lot because um, it is enticing people who don't typically ride the coasters mm. to ride the coasters. Yeah. Uh, and so we've seen a lot of trade-off, right? So, you know, Grandma got on the coaster with you, so now you got to watch the show with Grandma. <laughs> uh, so we've seen a lot of that, and, and we've actually, uh, we we just got an email the other day from a family where the the grandfather rode the coaster with the son, and then the son uh, went and watched our Dreamland drive-in show with the grandfather. And uh, now the son uh, only wants to listen to 50s music in the car. <laughs> And so they were, uh, you know, it, it was a little tongue in cheek. You know, it was, thanks, Dollywood. Now I got to listen to, you know, the Jersey Boys on my drive. But it's, um, you know, there's so much in the park that's offered. Um, and it's easy to get tunnel vision. It's easy to come in and say, I need to go to the coasters or I need to go to the shows or I'm just here for the cinnamon bread and get out of my way because I'm bucking through it. But uh, there's something that's there for everyone. And there's so much overlap in what's offered. So, Come in, try something new, do something that you haven't done before, uh, and do it together with family and friends because that's what it's all about is having those memories that we talked about earlier. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Hey, if you're if you're listening, go to dollywood.com, get you some tickets, get out there, check it out, enjoy the rest of what we have left of summer. Um, hey, real quick before we get out of here to break, our topic of the day is pie approximation day and i think when we come back from the break i think riley's gonna have a pretty cool soundbite for us but um yeah i'm not the mathematician so this is pretty cool though right so today's date july 22nd if you wrote that out using only numbers it would be seven slash 22 so seven over 22 is the mathematical value of pi so today is pi day right ha <laughs> not really since pi can also be expressed in decimal numbers that number is 3.14 and the official pi day is march 14th so today is called casual pi day or 
Pi approximation day. So, you know, unfortunately, I'm I may be bulging a little on the edges. So when I think of pie, I don't think about numbers. I don't think about math. I think about good old-fashioned French silk. But, hey, that's not what it's all about today. So tune in with us as we kick off the second hour, and we will finish up our pie approximation day, topic of the day scenario. Josh Sauer, thank you so much for joining us again Go to Dollywood.com. Get yourself out there to Dollywood, Splash Country. Enjoy it. And we'll be right back here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, good morning. Welcome back to Around the House. If you were listening in the first hour, we had Josh Sauer from Dollywood, Splash Country. And uh, what we were talking about? Everything Dolly, really, and uh, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. They just do such an amazing job out there. Uh, and But before the break, we did touch on our topic of the day, which is Pi Approximation Day. Um, you know, I, this just ain't really I, – I like to think I'm pretty sharp on math, but this is just a little beyond where I really want to go. So uh, – I'm going to, we got a soundbite from somebody who's a lot smarter than I am, who's going to tell us a little bit about this. 3.14159265358-979-323-846-264-338-327-950-288-419-716-939-937. 5102 097-494-459-230-781-640-628-678-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-1-640-628-
other than Dollywood or my next guest from Zoo Knoxville. There are plenty of other things happening. It's Christmas in July tonight at Smoky Stadium. Santa will be there along with ice sculptures and Christmas-themed entertainment. First pitch is at 7 p.m. versus the Mississippi Braves. Game time temp will be a nice balmy 79 degrees. If snakes and lizards are more your thing, you probably want to go to the Repticon at the Jacobs Building in Chihuahua Park. Go learn about reptiles and other exotic pets. The events run from 9 to 4 today and tomorrow. Or you could take in Shakespearean comedy tonight at Iams Nature Center. The Tennessee Stage Company presents The Taming of the Shrew tonight at 7.30. Doors open at 7. For more details or tickets for all things Knoxville, visit Knoxville.com. That's go to Knoxville.com. So, as I mentioned, my second guest, well, hey, while you're down at the Repticon this weekend, you can go visit. You might as well take the trip across the parking lot and go see the dinosaur adventure at Zoo Knoxville. Joining us for the second hour of Around the House is Tina Rowland from Zoo Knoxville. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. It's so nice. This is my first time on the show, Scott, so thank you so much for the invitation. Well, you are so welcome, and, you know, this uh, goes right along well with our theme of finishing out the summer finding something cool and awesome to do with the kids and well there's always something cool and awesome at the zoo well i thank you for saying that we're i think we're really lucky we've got dollywood in east tennessee we've got so many things to do um our downtown is vibrant and exciting and and since we're just right a few miles down the road um uh we we really feel fortunate that uh that everybody uh, shows us so much love and appreciation and, and, and visits us. Uh, um, what, so one of the things that, that we think about this time of year, though, you know, it's, it is, like you said, it is so hot right now. Yeah. And um, so I, don't, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that we that people may not know you can do at the zoo uh, this time of year. And, and um, one of the things that we offer are things called twilight tours and night safaris. Uh, you can huh. even spend the night at the zoo. You said you had two two young uh, young ladies yeah. in your household. I don't know if you've ever done any of these activities with them as part of a you know school or church or scout group, but um, it, it's a really different way to experience the hmm. zoo. And when it's not so hot, and you get to see what happens after we're closed to the public and when the sun goes down. So it's it's a totally different way to experience the zoo. Well, you know. If it has anything to do with the outdoors for very long, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just not happening for my kids. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Well, that's okay uh, because it's not it's not as um, rustic as that you might think. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a, it's essentially a private guided tour uh, through the zoo. You can you schedule these. We do them um, for groups of ten or more, so that's why it's great for a group of you know friends, family, uh, church groups, scout groups, um, or you can do a two hour or a three hour. It sounds very uh, Gilligan's Island, if I'm showing my age there, but um, <laughs> a three-hour tour, uh, a three-hour tour, and and we walk through the zoo, and you're going to see um, animals that uh, that are more active. Many animals are not very active during the day. If, right. if you know, you think about it, they're they're more active uh, when, at twilight or uh, early in the morning, mm-hmm. or or some of them come alive overnight. You know, they're they're nocturnal, and uh, we we will have someone, a staff member, that's very knowledgeable that will take you through the the zoo, knows what to look for, knows what they're going to point out. And if you are really feeling adventurous, we also do uh, bedtimes with the beast where you can spend the night. Mm. And um, so to your point, you can sleep outside next to the tigers if you are so inclined in our tree house. Uh, and, and you literally will hear these tigers making noise all throughout the night. Uh, if that's not really uh, 
your your cup of tea, you can sleep. This may even be worse for, for those of you that may not be <laughs> reptile people. Um, you can sleep in the venomous snake gallery in oh. our uh, amphibian and reptile conservation center. Uh. So wake up to the king cobra. Uh, next to you in the morning if you so desire yeah i think i'm just gonna stick with watching indiana jones okay. movies <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's such a fun thing to do and everyone no, that everyone that, that comes out and does it uh always it, you know it's certainly something memorable um if, if you don't care to sleep with the snakes uh you can sleep in uh where our komodo dragon lives as well so it's not as rustic and rust roughing it as as it might sound but it, but it truly is and then you get up in the morning you have breakfast and then you take a walk through the zoo again mm. with your with your guide and yeah. uh, they point out things that are happening uh, before the zoo really wakes up for the day wow. so it's a, it's just a different and unique way to, to experience the zoo but but it's also not so hot either yeah well and that and that really does i mean that sounds amazing i mean i grew up camping as a kid so um you know it, it just just the experience right because mm-hmm. you're i mean nowhere else are you going to be able to get an experience like that well we would like to think so and you have the zoo it's the zoo is all to you. I mean, it's it's a it's a, you know, the zoo is totally private, uh, just for your group at that at that time. So it's it's a really unique way to uh, um, to get to see things that you might not normally see during the day. That uh, that is awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break and we're going to dive into some of this stuff a little deeper. But uh, you know, that's just the scratch of the surface of what we're going to learn about the zoo this morning. So. Tune in with us right here after this short break, and we're going to learn all about Zoo Knoxville and why you need to visit before summer is up for you and your family. We'll be right back here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. So, uh, we have... Tina Rowland from Zoo Knoxville, and she was telling us about really an amazing opportunity that they have at the zoo. And uh, obviously, if you haven't experienced the zoo, you need to go check it out. We we are we really are blessed. We have an amazing zoo here in Knoxville. Uh, it really is awesome. But um, as Tina was telling us, they have added these uh, a twilight tour a night safari tour but the bedtime with the beasts uh, as it's called you can well you can camp out at the zoo for the night and i'm just even though that's you know it's not everybody's cup of tea but i think even like with my family that we're not a camping family that would be something excursion wise that well, I could probably coax the kids into, but that would be something fun to do for the families. And that just, that's so cool. So how did you guys come about to even thinking about doing this? Well, one of the things we, we try to do is, um, of course, we want to inspire people to love mm. animals and love nature and, and care about it. Um, and just finding ways to make that more personal. And mm-hmm. we've been doing them for many, many years, but uh, but I, I, I'm not sure even when they originated. It predates me. I've been there almost 20 years. So, um, wow. uh, yeah, it's just a, just a way to a different way to connect and inspire huh. and and uh, and have and have a little fun. So that's I, you know, and it's amazing to me. And there's probably people listening this morning just like me that never knew that. 
Right, and and I did want to. It's not as rustic as we were, as we were talking on the break. It's <laughs> right. not as rustic. Yes. Uh, you are indoors. We are doing activities. We bring out animal ambassadors. Um, uh, there is air conditioning involved. Uh, so uh, so it's not. It's you're not roughing it. Um, but um, but it is just a, a fun different way to uh, to be in the zoo. That's uh, I, I'm that just I'm very intrigued. Though. That sounds pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Uh, so. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Yes, I'm. Um, this we have had so much fun with this exhibit, and and it's it's running through Labor Day. Yeah. But one of the people say, why why dinosaurs? You know, these are big, lifelike, animatronic mm-hmm. dinosaurs, and 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 people love dinosaurs. They're yeah they're so fun. But one of the things that that we thought about when we when we decided to bring these dinosaurs to the zoo. Um, it's a it's a way to um, have fun, but still talk about the reality of extinction, and, and that's mm. our you know our mission is uh, saving wildlife and wild places, and um, how can we have fun and 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 have a fun message, but at the same time make people think about what's happening right now. So these oh, giant yeah. dinosaurs, you know, they lived sixty six million years ago, and it's so much fun to see them and 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 think about you know these creatures these creatures actually uh, walk the earth. You know, mm. we've got the gray fossil site just a few miles up the road in gray mm. Tennessee. I don't know if uh, people are familiar with that, but it's, it's an amazing um, treasure trove of fossils that they're mm-hmm. pulling out of a 5 million year old uh, sinkhole up there. And it really, it really sparked us to start thinking about how can we get kids interested in, um, you know, uh, animals and, and, and uh, dinosaurs, you know, they, they, their descendants still live today. Which is right. interesting. Birds right. and yeah. uh, you know we have crocodiles, crocodiles that have, yeah. haven't been changed for millions of years. So so we're, we're having a good time, um, uh, maybe sneaking a little bit of education in with with these giant, fantastic, wonderful uh, creatures uh, well, throughout the zoo. And, and you're right, like, you know, I mean, uh, kids love dinosaurs. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we could probably go as far as saying everybody loves dinosaurs. Uh, they are they are so neat and and because obviously they're so historic uh, that for us I mean that's the only way we ever get to experience them experience them is through exhibits like this to be able to even get a rough idea of what these dinosaurs were like uh, and so it's just awesome that you have that opportunity to be able to experience this I, I just. I mean, I'm thinking if 22 lifelike animatronic dinosaurs, where in the world are you putting all these things? Well, we have 53 acres, which that's <laughs> fortunately, uh, we, but it took a lot of logistical planning. Just so you know, you, it's not an easy thing to drop these giant dinosaurs in, uh, but um, but they are they're they're so lifelike and they you know they move and roar and one of them even spits. Um, but it, it's just I, I you know. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm certainly not a kid, but it was so fun for us we, to learn about them, uh, the different mm-hmm. species that we brought in. You know, some of them have feathers, some of them, you know, it's really learning about how, um, you know, how, how things, how these animals uh, still exist in some form, perhaps mm-hmm. today. And um, it, it ties in well with, um, you know, a, few, a couple of years ago, we opened up a new uh, reptile and amphibian uh, conservation center. Mm-hmm. We call it our ARC. And was a way to tie in and showcase that um i don't know if, if you guys if you if you're aware but zoo knoxville has an international reputation for the work we do with reptiles so that it was kind of a fun bridge to that as well and make people aware of uh, our 
our zookeepers are um, are the first some of the first line of they, they pick mm. up the phone and call when they have an emergency in Madagascar for some species of tortoises that live mm. there, and um, they're they're very well respected. But even here in East Tennessee, we work with uh, reptiles like bog turtles to uh, to reintroduce those back into the mm. wild. They're critically endangered, and um, and you know talking about you know that that helps us talk about some of the conservation programs that we're working mm, with right. right now. Yeah, that that is one thing that uh, my wife she's she is a she loves to research everything, so which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, as I like to joke with her, she is a well of of you know useless knowledge. Uh, <laughs> but she is she is very intelligent, and and so one of the things I, I don't know years ago. Um, she got into reading some article about something and learned about how the, the, the people of Zoo Knoxville are such world and internationally renowned. Uh, and, and quite frankly, it, it honored in, in this, in their fields respectively. And I mean, I had no idea. Oh, then, then, then my invitation, you've got to bring her out. We've got to take her behind the scenes and, and really show her what, what's going on there. They, they are, um, they are very well respected, um, not just in reptiles, but for red panda conservation. We're the top zoo in the world for the breeding of red pandas. Mm. And, um, a lot of people may not know, uh, you know, it's one thing to, that, of course, we care for these animals that are entrusted to us here locally. But right. the work we do informs a lot of the work that can be done in the mm. field and how to care for these animals uh, yeah. and, and help them uh, thrive. And, and, and when possible, you know, save save their habitat or reintroduce some back into the uh, in, into their native range. Um, unfortunately, um, one of the things that people may not realize is happening here in our own area is um, you hear about illegal wildlife trafficking, mm. and you think, you know, what comes to mind immediately? You're thinking uh, rhino horn, right? Or ivory, right, tiger ivory body parts. Yeah. yeah. Well, sadly, we're having a crisis right here in, in our own East Tennessee. Our native turtles are being um, illegally mm. poached and shipped out of the country for the illegal pet trade. And, wow. um, it, you know, I, I think people of East Tennessee would probably not really appreciate that happening you know we really we love our we love our native animals and we love our um we love east tennessee and that's a very real threat to some huh. animals and and even some plants that live here that's uh see i had no idea i always even i'm just gonna tell you here's what i love about zoo knoxville even if i'm just taking my kids for boo at the zoo to get candy I'm always going to learn something. Well, and good. It's working then. <laughs> it, it is working. It is working. And that's what's so awesome about it, right? That's I, I've always enjoyed kind of going to uh, a zoo and and exploring because again, it's a it is a kind of a low pressure way to help educate yourself. You get to see super awesome cool stuff all the time. Um, but, but again, just, you know, just like that, just as even when we go to boo at the zoo, we always take time to look at the different animals, the exhibits, and I'm grateful that my kids will actually read the plaques that are hanging at the exhibits and, and learn about the different animals. And, and really one of the cool things, I, I mean, again, I love to brag about my kids anyways, but both of my kids get very inclined to the culture of the animals. So when they read the plaques, they learn about the animals, but 
both of my kids will take something from that and when they leave they'll go and they'll want to learn and dive in to learn about the cultures of some of the different species that they see at that's the zoo. That's wonderful. And that that's such an important thing to understand um you know to understand you know it's not black and white conservation is not black and white mm, it's not stop yeah. killing you know tigers it's uh, people have to live and they have to exist and and mm-hmm. it's un- so I, I i think that is amazing uh that they want to, to really get in there and understand that yeah well and and and, and really it's it's all to you guys because you you create such an atmosphere that is so inviting uh and intriguing that just like myself and my kids right we want we want to be able to learn and and see the different exhibits i mean uh, the tiger exhibit, which, what, uh, I don't even know how many years ago that that was redone. The, 2017. The, the Asian tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just so cool and so neat to kind of see. And you you kind of work your way, intermingle. You feel like you're intermingling through the area. Right there. It's, and and the, the other cool thing about that is, I, I don't know, um, those are Malayan tigers. And we have two. Um, there's only... Rough estimate, they think about 400 Malayan tigers left on the planet. Wow. And so it's very important that um, that we have a, a we, we are hopeful, we've seen some breeding behavior, and we're hopeful that, that we might be able to contribute to the future of that species by, by having some tiger cubs in the near future. That's a, you know, if things are successful, you know, it's a, it's a only 104-day gestation. So, <laughs> um, so we might be able to have that to celebrate uh, oh. as well. And, and, and thank you for bringing that up, that a lot of people may not understand that that is, that is our first priority, uh, is the well-being of our animals and, and, uh, and making sure that we are hopefully contributing to the future for some of these animals that really don't have much hope mm. if, if we don't <sighs> jump in and help. So Yeah, it's, and again, I mean, like I said, I'll, uh, hats off to you guys because you you really do you do an amazing job and it's always such an awesome fun experience and a great time when my family and i get to go and uh enjoy the 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 zoo and we always make it a point to visit at least at least once a year we typically visit uh two to three but now that the kids are older their field trips aren't always going to the zoo now so right uh this will help us to prioritize a little more to figure out how we need to make our way back down to the zoo listen if you're wanting to make your way to the zoo go to zooknoxville.com you can see all that our amazing zoo has to offer and learn about what's happening this particular point in time in this season um you know there's always something going on at the zoo which is amazing we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna talk about well some extra super exciting things that are going on at the zoo right here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. If you're just joining us this morning, my guest this hour is Tina Rowland from Zoo Knoxville. And, well, they've got an amazing animatronic dinosaur um uh display that is going on right now you should definitely go check out and how long is that going to be here again it is through labor day through labor day Mm -hmm. okay um so you should you should check that out uh as long as as well as the many other things that are available to you at zoo knoxville um we again as we kind of scratched on the surface in the last segment 
we have some just really world-renowned zookeepers um and, and just we are we're we're just so fortunate really here in east tennessee anywhere from look we got the smoky mountains we've got dollywood we've got all these awesome things that we can do there's you're never without something to do here in east tennessee but when we we look at things unfortunately the zoo is one i think that you know we just kind of take for granted we have an amazing zoo and if you haven't been lately you need to go and check it out uh, but as i was talking about in the last segment my wife through conversations and through her researching learned that our zookeepers are some of the most well-renowned zookeepers in the entire world they're kind of rock stars if you're into herpetology you know i mean it's it's a it's something that they they're so humble they would never yeah. tell you but as i said there, there was a confiscation in madagascar of like eleven thousand tortoises that were confiscated as part of the illegal pet trade and, and our team were one of the first boots on the ground hmm. that flew over there to assist um to help get these animals um out of that situation because of their expertise it's it's, it's something that um i hope our community can be really proud of well it, in and obviously we are and should be and and really that's why i want to bring it up because it, it's one of those we are so fortunate and and a lot of times we just don't realize how fortunate we are well we were very fortunate because we couldn't be here without the support of our community and and we it's actually national zookeeper appreciation week this week so we've been celebrating that oh, but wow. but we like to say that um you know everybody's a zookeeper everybody has a role mm. and um if it wasn't for our community as we were talking about during the break we're we are 90% self-funded, so we get support from our city and county, which we're most grateful for, and, and, and our state of Tennessee, but it's our community that makes mm. that keeps that engine running. Right. And when they buy a ticket or they buy a membership or, and come and visit us, they're, they're directly helping keep our zoo healthy, mm. and uh, we couldn't do it without, it, without, our, without our community, for sure. Well, see, it, it's just, it's like a match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, so... You may be asking yourself, what what what's going on at the zoo? What kind of awesome things can I encounter? Can I figure out? Can I find when I go to the zoo? So uh, you got some close-up animal encounters, experiences. Tell us about some of those. We do. We try very hard. I mean, of course, you know, you you can. We our goal is to have the very naturalistic habitat, so you can see animals as mm -hmm. um, as as close as you would see them in their natural setting. Um, that's for their own well-being and, and happiness, of course. But also, we want um, we want our guests to be able to have that immersive experience. But but one of the things that we try to focus on is uh, how can we make that extra exciting moment happen. And uh, so when you come on any given day, every day we've got um, when you come in, we'll have a schedule posted of different animal encounters uh, that are taking place during the day, and those could be things like. Um, you know, a Cuban crocodile feeding. So you can go and watch our keepers feed those Cuban crocodiles, who, who are very intelligent, by the way. They they know their names. Uh, they uh, they know when uh, when their keepers call. They 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 know um, they know their keepers. By the way, they if I huh. call and ask Rose and Miguel to come out, they're not working for me. <laughs> they don't. They no. There's no gonna, there's no <laughs> no bonus. tricks for you, right? No, no. Uh, so they'll come out and, and and you can see them being fed. Um, our sloth, uh, Joe the sloth. Well, you can come out and, and sloths, everybody has, who doesn't love a sloth? And um, he will very slowly come down and you can watch them do a training session. So when we talk about training, it's really, um, it's all uh, choice and control on the animal's part. 
um, it's not tricks per se, but it's behaviors so we can uh, help them participate in their own vet care. For mm. example, like you might train a, a tiger to open its mouth for you so you can get, you know, take a look at their teeth and make sure everything is healthy or right. show, present their belly. Anyway, you get to watch keepers doing these incredible interactions with the animals, but we do try to, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, not fun. Of course, we want to make sure everybody's having a good time. Uh, like uh, Einstein, the famous African gray parrot who, uh, she has so many vocalizations that, that she can do and she'll come out and, and demonstrate that for guests. And we talk about how, you know, parrots learn this is a, it's, it's a, it's a way that they, uh, they use in the wild for, you know, communicating amongst each other mm-hmm. but they've just uh they, she einstein has adapted it to, commu- to you know to work with us in a way uh so so we like to try to make sure you you will be going down the pathway and something fun and unexpected will pop mm-hmm. up and uh, and that's the whole point of uh having something different every day and it's fun you know you talked about your your wife being curious uh and and wanting to you know d- yeah, dig in a little yeah, deeper yeah. uh having the chance to talk to the the animal keepers uh, mm. is often a, an interesting thing and, and they'll tell you about the personalities of those animals and uh, and and you know and, and what they do on a day-to-day basis which is sometimes you you pick up really interesting little gems mm. from them as well yeah so how many keepers do you have at the zoo oh good question i'm so glad somebody asked this question the other day because i think it's 129 holy cow um we have a staff of a little over 200 to keep the zoo, we run mm-hmm. like a small city. If you think yes, about it, we, you do. we've got to have people that can do uh, uh, maintenance and building, you know, yeah. people yeah. that are craftspeople and, um, and as well as uh, those that take care of our guests as, as much as we take care of our animals. Mm. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. That is, um, two, how many did you say? 200? Over how many? 200 people uh, uh, work. Uh, so of course, you know, when we get busier in the spring and summer, yeah. we have uh, folks come on to help us during those busier times, but uh, yes, over over two hundred uh, people keeping keeps the zoo that's, running every day. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and, and I know, and you guys used to have a lot of volunteer staff as we well. We still couldn't do it without our volunteers. They are dedicated, and hmm. uh, you know they're there because they truly love. And we even have a youth volunteer program. If you have a, a, a young person that's hmm. interested in, yeah. in animals, and uh, I, I can honestly tell you, I've seen. Um, people that started out at 14 years old and now uh, thinking of one person in particular, several people in particular, uh, they're still there 30 years later. Um, wow. Working, working as, as part of our care team. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So one of the things that uh, your exciting extras is the soaring Eagle zip line. Are you, are you a daredevil, Scott? Do you feel adventurous? Uh, you know, it depends. <laughs> depends. It's it's something new that we added, and uh, you know we have this this area in the zoo, we call it our ravine, and um, it's really not an area that's very suitable for an animal habitat, but it turned out to be a really fantastic fun place to put a zip line, <laughs> and you go up on top of this ridge. Uh, I think at some point you're over a hundred feet in the air, hmm. and uh, you it's it, you can it's it's not you're not harnessed in you're you're sitting in a um, in a in a seat course you are strapped in but you can go up to the top of that ridge and then you you go up backwards and then you come flying back down the oh, side wow. of that hill i think you get about 30 miles an hour so as a person who doesn't do heights everyone tells me it's great fun but uh but yeah it's been it's been so much fun and, and it's a, another way that you can go and and uh, have a completely different adventure uh, while you're at the zoo see you, you you used a key phrase for me and my daredevilness and that is you would be strapped in so uh <laughs> yes safety you know first. it it 
at my young spry age, right, I'm I'm known to maybe not be so steady on my feet all the time, right? Yeah, it's very safe. Uh, but but <laughs> everyone tells me uh, it's actually the going backward part that's the little the part that's a little bit more thrilling, even because uh, you can't uh, see you know where you're going. It's always in no matter what you're doing. If you're going backwards and any of you throw a little bit of speed or a little decline into it, mm-hmm. it's always going to be um, a little interesting. <laughs> Yes. We'll say. Yes. How's that? Now, if you're not into into uh, you know the more extreme activities like that, uh, we do have uh, you know uh, other other experiences that that keeps you grounded, if you will. If you're not really into into leaving <laughs> leaving solid ground, uh, we do you know giraffe feedings, and we have um, where you can actually go up and and, and feed our giraffe, which is oh. an incredible experience if you've never done that, um, as well as our tortoise trail experience, and uh, that. You get to go in with they're with radiated tortoises and uh, Aldabra tortoises, which are the tortoises that get to be mm. giant. You know, okay, we yeah. have that, and then they live, you know, for well over 150 years. But you go in and you can feed them. And I don't know if you knew this that t- turtles and tortoises have nerve endings on their shells, on their carapaces. They hmm. love to be scratched, they love to be. Uh, no kidding. Go in, yeah. That you get to go in and, and actually interact and get hands on with these animals, and it's it's a really once and you know it's not something you get to do every day. You're in there with a critically endangered uh, tortoise that loves to be scratched. It's like a you know the reptile version of a golden retriever, and uh, <laughs> it's it's a really uh, memorable thing to get to do as well. Except, let me guess, the the tortoise isn't rolling over on his back. No, that happens, but usually that <laughs> requires some intervention from one of our keepers when that when one of them pushes the other over. We have to uh, call and, and somebody needs to go right that ship. But uh, but yeah, they they do love to be uh, around people. It's really interesting. See, that's what I love about Zoo Knoxville. You're always going to learn something that. Even though it may not be funny, you can make it funny. It's always going to be fun to learn. It's a fun. I'm a, it's honestly a, a fantastic environment to work in, and uh, we we do we do find find a way to have fun uh, every chance we get for sure. So, <laughs> oh goodness. Well, we are going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about well. Maybe some things that the grown-ups can experience at the zoo as well, because it's not just for kids, and uh, it's not just for you as a grown-up to take your kids. There are things that you can think about as your own adventure at Zoo Knoxville. Stay tuned with us right here on Around the House, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Right. I, I I was really thinking that you'd get in a dinosaur roar or something like that for us. Maybe some other time. Okay, okay. Right, you been to the zoo lately? It's been a little bit. Uh, me and my girlfriend actually have college zoo passes, so they're, we use them quite a bit. Well, thank you. That That's great to know. That's awesome. Well, so you need to make another trip to the zoo. Oh, we will, and we're, we are renewing our passes very soon. Thank you very much for that. So you keep that zoo running when you do that. So, see, I I I talk about it all the time. Riley's just Riley's just an awesome dude. He is. You and if you you've heard him, I'm sure on other shows on News Talk and Sports Animal, he is a he is a key component of things operating and working and getting done. But he is also just a downright awesome dude. So we anyway. would agree. I, I, I'll leave it at that. So, but Riley, when you renew, just know 
that there's some cool adult things to do at the zoo. So what are some of these uh, awesome adult adventures that we have coming up, Tina? Well, one of the things we always heard, and just people would say it jokingly, when they brought their kids to zoo camp. So zoo camp's an incredibly popular uh, program that we offer throughout the summer. And we always we would always hear the parents jokingly say, wow, my kids are having such a great time. I wish I could go to zoo camp. And our education team thought about that for a bit and said, you know what? Why don't we do a zoo camp just for the grown-ups? Hmm. And so they tried it last year. I believe the, it sold out uh, pretty quickly. It's just a two-day camp, so you're not committing you know, to be somewhere for, for a week uh, all day. But we're going to offer it again in September, uh, September 30th and October 1st this year. It's on a Saturday and Sunday. Hmm. And it's for uh, ages 18 and up. And they actually, you actually get to go um, out into the zoo. Um, you're you're with some of our education team. You're doing um, things that where you're actually doing, you know, hands-on uh, citizen science is what we call it, where you're actually um, uh, participating in uh, some programs throughout the zoo where you're going to learn a little bit more about the animals, a little bit more about um, uh, what we do. You get to do the behind-the-scenes tours, which I think is is uh, probably my favorite part mm. of, of of going, but. Uh, so yeah so it's a little unorthodox but it's been really popular last year so we brought it back uh this year and and uh, i would encourage if if you're interested jump on our website and uh, uh we can show you how to sign up there yeah i am i'm looking at it now it just it it looks it just looks cool right you know uh you're literally are, are essentially going to be working hand in hand with some of the keepers you are and the employees at a zoo to learn uh a more in-depth understanding about the the habitats mm-hmm. and and the animals themselves, but how the zoo, what it has to do, keep operating. Right, um, and, and you get to when we talk about citizen citizen science, um, those are some cool things you can do. Uh, we we do other programs like, for example, you can join us up at uh, Seven Islands, uh, the State Birding Park. I don't if you've never been there, I highly recommend it. It's an incredible place. But one of our um, uh, 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 the the gentleman that heads up our uh, monarch butterfly um, saving animals from extinction program uh-huh. um, you can go up there and do monarch tagging um, with with Steve McGaffin and, and it's a you know an opportunity where you can actually be hands on they put these tiny little stickers they don't hurt the butterflies but it's so they can track the monarch butterflies migration patterns hmm. um, but they make a stop you know as they're coming through East Tennessee so so I'm sorry I got off on a tangent there but there's so many ways that you can be involved in it and and the uh, the zoo camp for adults is is one of the ways that you can work on some of these science citizen science projects with us that's awesome hey, hey don't worry about getting off track that's what we do here <laughs> And we 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 dive down rabbit holes and uh yeah <clears throat> we go wherever the wind may lead excellent how's that um so one of the things that i have noticed on your website is called brew at the zoo Did that get your attention beer festival well yes. I, I, I don't drink but well, but it's a it's an interesting i'm, I'm the dd my wife mm-hmm. enjoys a nice fresh brew so hey it mm-hmm. works good that works out very well, and we do have uh, so so we're we're uh, we've brought back our brew at the zoo. Uh, it's a twenty-one and up event. It's a fun uh, evening at the zoo. It's a beer festival. Uh, hmm. So we're bringing in right now. We've got more than twenty breweries signed on, uh, local some uh, some from outside of the uh, Knoxville area, some regionals that you may not get to try on a on a regular basis, 
And this is just an evening that uh, we'll be running on Friday, uh, August 25th. Uh, 6.30 to 9.30, and you uh, get a ticket. It, it's a sampling event, so we'll give you a tasting glass, and we do have dr- uh, designated driver tickets available as well. Um, but uh, we'll bring food trucks in, and you can just roam the zoo, see the dinosaurs before they're gone, and mm-hmm. just have a uh, – it's it's such a lovely uh, uh, event. Everybody has a – you know, everybody's having a great time. They're in a, uh, you know, a great vibe, and uh, get to sample some fantastic beers. And uh, right now we have early bird tickets on sale. Uh, until they're until they're gone, I think we have about 250 of those tickets left, and then we'll have general admission tickets available, and all those proceeds go back to helping us care for those animals. Wow, that is awesome! You you guys always have so much cool stuff happening at the zoo, um, it, and I'm I'm looking at at one thing right now. I just got to uh, the tell me a little bit about the the zoo mobile programs. Yeah, because I had no idea yeah we we'd like to take our show on the road a little bit uh we know that everybody can't always come come to us so our education team is is fantastic about proactively uh we we have our zoo if you will it's it's our it's our zoo mobile and we we uh, put some ambassador animals that 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 uh travel well and we'll take our programs out to schools and churches and um mm. You know, assisted. Even I've one thing with having parents that are both in assisted living and in a nursing home setting. There's no age limit on the love and appreciation of of learning about animals. We've found so they do programming uh, throughout the community, and uh, you you can just get in touch with them and, and make arrangements for them to come out and um, uh, talk about. Uh, you know, uh, we, we of course bring animals, but talking about native species here and and animals that um, that. You may have seen all your life, but we can, you know, have a great time learning a little bit more about them. That's great. So, what what are the what are our hours at the zoo right now? Right now, we're from nine a.m. until five p.m. Okay, and uh, it's you know come early. Right now, when it's hot, I suggest coming a little early. Uh, the animals are more active in the mornings mm-hmm. when it's a little cooler, of course. And then we've got our splash pad, which is a great way to cool off in the afternoons. And we've got misters running throughout the zoo so we we do try to be uh mindful that uh, it is east east tennessee and it's a it's a little warm so we we do everything we can and uh we of course have a lot of indoor areas that you can go pop in like our our amphibian and reptile conservation center where you can go in and and get out of the sun and and enjoy some uh, indoor time with the animals right well and then and then of course you know after that then you make room for your uh the special the twilight tours and and the night safaris so you can contact us and we will help you uh uh, make arrangements on what might be best for your group there but we'll we'll tailor it to what what is um what your group would like to do is is there a particular size that you need to be with that group for those tours minimum of 10 okay all right well that's good to know yeah i like that uh i'm just going to tell you if you have not been to Zoo Knoxville, you need to go check it out. Um, it, it is it it really is a gem that we have here that is really I think I know it's not overlooked a lot because I know you guys have tons of help and support and and you guys are very much so uh, appreciated here in knoxville but we are just so blessed with what we have at zoo knoxville so thank you again so much for joining me this morning it's my Uh, pleasure if by chance you missed any of our broadcast today or any of our past shows you can find them anywhere you find your local podcast just go to around the house 
with Scott Brokamp, and you will find us there. Or you can go to hissecurity.com, click on the ATH radio tab, and you will find a link to previous recordings. Do like to thank my guests this morning, Josh Sauer from Dollywood and Tina Rowland from Zoo Knoxville. Have a topic or guest you'd love to hear on the show? Send us an email with your suggestion and comments to thehouse at hissecurity.com. Next weekend, we'll be live on location at Camp Kiki for Kiki Malloy's softball camp. First ever. You don't want to miss it. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services by B Media Savvy. Have a great Saturday, and I hope you enjoy some quality time around the house today.